Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, hello and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. It is Rob Beaver and Paul Hayes will be with you as I say. Good morning. Very quickly to you, Hayes. And the reason we need to be very quick is because thanks to Kia, we're going to launch straight into our waffle update, Kia, with Australia's best seven-year factory warrants. And we've gone right to the top of the tree to the West Australian. John Townsend joins us now to preview what will be a big opening round of waffle for 2020. G'day, JT. G'day, Rob and Paul. Yeah, it's been a long while coming, but uh, can't wait to finally see some footy in Perth. It's been uh, months and months we've been waiting, and the anticipation is really bubbling now. Certainly is. Been looking forward to it for a couple of weeks. Great to have football being played at the waffle level again in Western Australia. Now, talk us through some of the games. It's a big schedule packed for today. Well, yeah, well, the Fremantle Derby is obviously the big one. Uh, South Fremantle were very keen to start the season against their traditional rivals, and they they, uh, they had that request honoured. And so they'll be taking on uh, East Fremantle at, at Fremantle Oval, and they're hoping for a massive crowd, and, you know, we, we hope it is. But uh, people have been denied so much footy that you expect that uh, they'll be knocking the doors down. Might, might be like the good old days when Paul Hazelby was running around for the, for the Bulldogs, or perhaps even a year or two earlier than that when they used to get, uh, you know, capacity crowds down there. Yeah, I remember those days fondly. Uh, Peter Warsfold cleaned me up off the line in a big uh, Foundation <laughs> Day derby, but we'll move on from that. What about looking across at all the clubs, just some of the big ins for each team? Yeah, well, there's there's been a lot of uh, former AFL players coming in, and I think we can anticipate that that might be a trend over the next year or two, depend, yeah, depending on what happens in the AFL, if lifts get... Uh, um, cut a little bit in the years to come, we, we may well see you know a dozen or more good AFL players coming in, and that certainly happened this year. I think the most significant ins have been at Perth, where they've picked up Chris Marston, you know, 200-game AFL Premiership player with West Coast, and uh, they've also pretty, pretty late in the piece with the Eagles reserve side falling over, Fraser McInnes and Brady Gay and uh, Brady Gray and Andrew Fisher coming in. So Perth have done really well. Uh, South have picked up a couple of pretty good players. The name Rioli will be in the waffle again this season. Ben Rioli, uh, he's the latest addition of the of the family. Looks a lot more like uh, Daniel Rioli than Cyril. He's quite a rangy, lean sort of player. Good running player rather than a, a nuggety, highly skilled... Oh, he's got good skills, but uh, he's a running player. Um, Claremont have picked up Ryan Nyhus, who was obviously a, a Fremantle player for, for several years. Uh, Subiaco haven't picked up too much West Perth hoping to get Luke Meadows back who was their player and has been in the VFL and obviously the VFL has fallen over and East Fremantle have been uh, had some success too recruiting with Cody Leggett after a very long and drawn out uh, process uh, knocked back at the clearance knocked back at arbitration and then Perth made a terrible error they hit the wrong button on the laptop mm. and he he was released and East from out of swoop. I'm not sure about the of the morals of that, but anyway, it's it's happened. And they also pick up Brody Riach, who was a, on the Frio list, and uh, Jurak Tucker, who was on the Sydney list. So uh, East from have done very well. And East Perth, who are pretty ambitious and have set themselves to play finals this year, 
picked up Nick Robertson from Brisbane, played 60-odd games at Brisbane. He's a real hard nut. And he has set himself to go back into the AFL. He wants to have a brilliant waffle year to go back into the AFL. And I suspect that he he might be one of the real players to watch this year. Um, plus, they picked up a couple of other good players. Angus Shoemaker played the last game of the season for Carlton last year. He's come to, to East Perth. Um, I think they'll be the movers, actually, East Perth, after being out of the out of the finals for a couple of years after their um, relationship or the, the alignment with West Coast uh, finished. Uh, they've been treading water and, and building their base, and I think they're ready to make a move. So East Perth and East Fremantle, the big movers on the in the waffle for me, me this year, too. Before we let you go, give us your top four just quickly. Uh, South are going to be very good. I, I reckon they might even pinch it. Subiaco... Also very good. They've barely lost anything. Claremont, solid. They've got a very good midfield, a couple of Sandover medalists, and I think East Perth will make up the four. JT, really appreciate your time this morning and off the bench, and uh, good luck watching all the games. No worries. Cheers, boys. See ya. John Townsend there from the West Australian. Hayes just quickly run us through the fixtures for today. Peel Thunder taking on Perth, Subiaco up against Claremont, Swan Districts and West Perth and the big Fremantle Derby, South Fremantle, East Fremantle, Fremantle Oval. If you can, get involved. That was our waffle update. Thanks to Kia. Kia offers value you can trust on Australia's best seven-year warranty across the entire Kia range. Plenty more still to come here on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you. A very special guest coming up as we launch into The Dig. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Yes, don't dig yourself into a whole lodge of free. Dial before you dig and quarry. And Hayes, the reason I've just played The Dig and people who say that the AFL or the game of Australian rules football will never... Uh, go overseas or never thrive overseas. Well, we've gone straight to the top. We've got the CEO of AFL International. His name is Brian Clark. Uh, he joins us now on Off the Bench. And Brian, thank you for your time. And uh, it must be a really interesting time in the world of sports uh, when we get the AFL over into some international markets, given that uh, there are so few sports actually happening at the moment. Uh, yes, it has, mate. It's uh, Look, it's the world's greatest game. It's just that the world doesn't know it as yet. Um, we do find, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years now and um, what's quite common to people is, you know, they've, they've got the soccer or the American football, or their rugby is their dominant sport. But when we introduce them to the footy and show them the high marking, the long kicking and, you know, the physicality of the game, they're just blown away. Um, and that's whether they're in the Americas or in Europe or in Asia. There's, there's a real uh, a fascination with our game and we're trying to turn that fascination to actually playing the game itself. Brian, can you give our listeners a bit more of an understanding of the charter of AFL International, or sorry, Australian Football International? Yes, certainly. So so our, our mission is to um, promote and grow the game internationally uh, with a big focus on community development. So we, we're really, really keen to bring it into as many communities as possible around the world. Um, and look, the game, people will be surprised that um, they say, oh, a game will never be international. There's about 50 countries playing the game at the moment. So that's, a, you know, a quarter of the world's countries have have some sort of Australian football. Um, it's all grassroots, of course. Um, nothing's professional, but there's, there's a lot of uh, stuff happening. Uh, take the US. It's been over there uh, for 20 years. They've done a great job in growing the game in the States. There's, a, there's an annual European nine-a-side championship in Europe that's become very, very popular. There are teams throughout the Asia and the Pacific. So there's a, there's a real grassroots groundswell of support. The, the issue that we have is that when people say... Um, Australian football will never become international. 
I tend to agree with that statement in, in, on this basis. 18-a-side football is really hard to, mm. to, to grow the game outside of Australia because a lot of countries just don't have that open space that we're blessed with. So, so their, their areas or their sports fields are rectangular, whether they're soccer, gridiron or rugby. Um, so 18-a-side football, you, you need about 50 people to play a game, including the umpires. Um, it's very, very hard to find that space and to recruit you know, an army in order to play a game. So our focus is really on that nine-a-side on the rectangular pitches. AFL nines, yep. Adam Papaleri, our host tonight, he plays that. Not very well, I must say, but he does on, participate. Hey. He just waddles around. <laughs> but... Two-time Brownlow medalist today for nines. Thank you very much. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Two-time Brownlow medalist. There, there's not too many people playing down out of comp. Well, you could be playing in the Olympics <laughs> at some stage. Uh, talk us through the, your audacious bid that you believe AFL nines, well, your goal is for AFL nines to be included in the 2040 Olympic Games. Explain. Yeah, well, we've got a strategic plan, which is 2020 to 2040, that by the end of, uh, by 2040, we want to have footy, including the Olympics, the nine-a-side version, not not AFL nines, we're calling it footy nines. And we want, uh, we believe that footy is a great term for people to take ownership. You need the locals, and we need to win their hearts and minds. So if we say Aussie rules, some people, you know, we've got to remember that some people overseas aren't as passionate about Australia as we are. So if I had a Kiwi come to you and say, hey, bro, you want to play Kiwi rules? Mm. You might uh, tell him to go back to the uh, back to where he came from. So, we believe footy's got a, it's a great ownership term. So, national level you could have USA footy, at state level you could have uh, California footy, and at local level you could have Los Angeles footy. So, it's it's an it's a term that we believe is is a great term for locals to get ownership, and it's designed to sound like rugby sevens, footy nines. We find using the term AFL, people overseas people just have a blank face; they don't know what you're talking about. So we've gone with the term footy. Now, in regard to the Olympics, um, you know, if we said 10 years ago that um, rugby sevens become an Olympic sport or that, you know, for Tokyo, they've got um, skateboarding and they've got indoor climbing, you know, like the indoor rock climbing you see, they're going to make their debut, skateboarding and rock climbing, um, sorry, indoor wall climbing in 2021 in Tokyo next year. Um, so there's no reason why footy can't do it because, as I said at the start, it's the greatest game in the world. But what we've done is we've made it very, very hard for people to play it because um, it's a really, really big field. And I don't know if you boys have ever tried to mark out a field from scratch. Um, it's bloody hard work. And that's if you ask locals to do that with no connection to the game, they're going to say, mate, I can just stick to my soccer or my gridiron or my rugby where everything's marked and all the posts are put up. So if we can play on existing fields throughout the world, then we believe that's the way to go. Stick with us. Brian Clark, the CEO of AFL International, will stay with us right here on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Brian Clark, AFL International CEO, has been good enough to stay with us, Hayes. Normally with Olympic sports, there's a certain criteria that every sport has to go through. Are you confident that uh, football nines can meet all of those criteria going forward from a country representative point of view? Yeah, well, that's why we, that's why it's a twenty-year plan, not a two-year plan. We need to. Well, one of our strategies is to get into the regional games. So before you get to the Olympic Games, there are things called like the Africa Games, the Asian Games, um, the European Games, and that's sort of the path that you would follow. That you'd get into these regional sports tournaments, um, and then that way you'd start to create some momentum. So. We've actually been speaking to um, uh, some of the organisers of these games about trying to first get in as a demonstration sport because that's got to be your first port of call. 
get into the demonstration sport, showcase the sport, put on a really good quality exhibition, and then start talking to some of the stakeholders. So that's sort of what we're doing. That's what we've given ourselves 20 years to, to make it happen. Um, but the early signs are encouraging. We actually ran the test case event in Melbourne last year at Lakeside Stadium, the, the former home of uh, the Sydney Swans, uh, sorry, of the South Melbourne Swans. And we actually ran the, the, the Niner side. Our, our version, to give you a visual sort of look at it, is it's a rugby field with rugby posts and with no behind posts. And people would say, oh, but the, the behind posts are iconic. You know, those four, four mm. posts are iconic. But we found that there's no point having them on such a small field. There's, it's just, there's just no point. So what we've done for to make it jazz it up a little bit in terms of the change when you play footy nines on a, on a rectangular field with rugby posts, if the ball hits the post and goes in, it's a goal. Um, uh, because you go to locals, I've been to the States. I was actually in the States with um, Sheedy this January uh, trying to get the game played on gridiron fields. And you say to Americans, they go, hey, man, what was the score? And you say, oh, it was 3.8 to 2.6. They've got no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. So... Um, I hate to use the phrase, keep it simple, stupid, but um, if it goes through a goal and the one team kicks four goals for the match, the other team kicks three goals, the score was 4-3. It's pretty easy to understand. And it's, that's been one of the barriers to our game becoming international as well. So no difference between over the crossbar, under the crossbar? No difference. And if the ball hits the post and comes back in, it's play on. In regards to the way the game is played, Brian. Is there many other rule changes, I guess, from what a traditional Australian rules uh, football league game w- would look like? Well, there, there are a couple of rules I'll go through. So one is, um, it's obviously full contact. Uh, we want to make it a full contact sport. Um, we have no kicking off the ground. When we first trialled this in the UK, you can imagine the uh, the Poms love the, uh, love the soccer. <laughs> um, we, were, we were constantly yelling out, pick it up! <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we, we, we got rid of the kicking off the ground. If you're going to go into a lot of soccer playing countries to get them to play this new game, if you don't, if you have that rule, um, if you let them just kick it off the ground, they could do that all day, every day. So we got rid of that, which was good. We thought that really opened up the game as well, made it a bit more skillful. And the, 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 to, the to jump ball for the start of the game, we found a lot of people um, were worried about, you know, getting knees right into each other. You know, ruck work can be quite dangerous. And we just did a jump ball. So just a jump ball like basketball um, at the start of the game. We found that worked really well as well. Brian Clark will stay with us once again and we'll finish our chat with him after this break right here on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby with you. Brian Clark, we really appreciate his time. He's been good enough to stay on the line uh, for a couple of more minutes. Hayes, while we try and dissect exactly what he and his team at over at AFL International uh, are doing to try and further the game of Australian rules football overseas. Hayes? Brian, the opportunity in the American market right now with games going over there in prime mm. time. And Paddy McAfee, a former punter, NFL player, he's got his own show. He's got millions and millions of subscribers to a lot of his social media channels. Do you see a real opportunity to capitalise right now with the COVID-19 shutdown? I absolutely do. I think the American market, I'll, um, I'll preface it by saying the decision to go into China, I never understood. I thought it was crazy. Um, I think it's a huge waste of money. And I think with COVID, I think the days of China are gone. Um, why wouldn't you go into the world's largest sports market where we have a common heritage um, with the Americans? We speak the same language. 
and why wouldn't you go and play there now? Can you imagine the amount of American football fields all over the States? I'd shudder to think of the number. There's a huge mm. amount. With, with, with the version that we trialled on the American football fields uh, in January, we thought that worked really well. Um, and I was over there with Sheedy, and look, he's, he's been talking about, he wrote an article years ago should, called California Should Not Be a Dream. And I think the place to start is in California. You know, it's the closest place to to Australia in terms of flights. I think Southern California, the weather is amenable year-round. You could play every day of the year if you wanted to. But you look at even the NCAA, NCAA system, um, which is the college system, uh, every college has a field. So mm. to take our game and play on the American football fields, to me, that's an absolute no-brainer. And do you think they could transition easily from football nines in the future to become AFL players? Absolutely, because, you know, even though it's a smaller field and it's some modified rules, these Americans are still learning to bounce, they're still learning to uh, mark, they're still, and more, most importantly, they're learning to kick because Americans grow up throwing in their DNA. They throw a basketball, they throw an American football, they throw a baseball, they don't really kick. So by, by learning to kick on these smaller fields and, you know, get perfecting their techniques, learning how to drop punt the ball, we could easily transition that to a bigger field. Brian, it sounds like uh, you and your team have got your hands absolutely full when it comes to uh, promoting the game of, uh, of footy, I suppose, as you like to call it, uh, overseas. We wish you all the best, and um, thank you very much for your time on Off the Bench. Yeah, and thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Brian Clark there, the CEO of AFL International Hayes. That's about all we have time for on another edition of Off the Bench. It's been enlightening. It's been eye-opening as well, seeing what the game is trying to do in overseas markets. And, of course, we had a great spectacle of football on Thursday night with the Cats and the Pies here at Optus Stadium. The Derby tomorrow. I don't even need to ask who you'll be going for. You'll be backing in your Fremantle Dockers with your Purple Heart. That's all I've got time for, though. Hayes and I will be back on another edition of Off the Bench next week. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.